Hey guys, we hope you are having an amazing week. We have a pretty awesome episode for you today on The Leader Project. Cody and I got to go down to Alpharetta and meet with Chris Brink. Chris is running a music coaching business out of Atlanta and he is doing incredible things. And his story is one of a guy who had a big dream from God and stepped forward on it, even though he was young, even though no one was really doing anything like it. And so he just has a ton of great insight for young leaders out there listening. And uh, so we just hope you'll take a lot from him. I know we took a lot from him and uh, we just cannot thank him enough for sitting down with us and sharing his heart. And so without further ado, we hope you enjoy it. It's a great interview. Here is Chris Brink. All right, guys, we are here in Alpharetta at Rooted Music Coaching with Mr. Chris Brink. How's it going, man? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing awesome, man. Uh, Thanks for meeting with us and and taking the time to tell us a little about your story and and what you're doing. And uh, really, to get started, um, how did you start all of this? What is Rooted Music Coaching? That's a great question. So um, it kind of happened through a lot of different events. And if we had like an hour today, I could kind (laughs) of run you back through some really cool kind of like God moments that went back from like 2009 all the way up till now. But really, it all started when my wife started working at this school that was kind of two doors down from where we are now called Legacy Community Academy. Um, She started working there. I was playing in a band. Um, We got pregnant in 2012. We were already married, and um, and we were planning on kids, and we were ready for kids. And in 2012, we got pregnant, and we just were feeling like we needed to come off the road. I needed to stop doing the full-time traveling thing. Mm -hmm. And we got into this place where we were like, all right, we want to, like, invest locally. We want to be around students. And so what way can I do that given the knowledge I already have? And that's music lessons. And so I started offering music lessons at this little bitty school. It had like 150 kids at it. So I wasn't expecting a whole lot right out of the gate. But within five or six months, like 30 or 40 kids from the school were enrolled in lessons, which is like a a fifth of the school or fourth of the school. You know, it's crazy. And so we were just experiencing so much. Um, success isn't really the term I would say, but just like, um, like engagement from the students, like they were loving the lessons, they were loving the time that we had interacting and the parents were liking it. And so, and honestly, I was just getting too many students to where I couldn't handle all of them. And so I needed other coaches Uh, and I, I've been well connected in the Atlantic worship area for a long time now. And so I had plenty of other coaches that I was ready to kind of bring on and say, Hey, you teach drums. Let's, Let's have you teach this person and you teach guitar or voice and let's pair you guys up. And so ultimately over the course of about that year from 2013 or 2012 to 2013, we were kind of dreaming and and preparing for Rooted for what it was. And my wife came up with the name Rooted because um, we really want our students to be rooted, obviously, in foundational concepts of music. We want them to be solid musicians and players and singers and things like that. But we also want them to realize that life goes beyond music and it goes way beyond what you're playing uh, at a performance and it 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 has way more to do with what's inside you and what the lord's put in you and your relationship with him and your perspective with that and so that's really kind of how rooted started and I, i was really intentional about getting coaches that i knew that I knew personally and that I knew would want to invest in students and want to have that same mindset. And so mm-hmm. since we've started, we started Rooted for Good in 2014. And um, and it's been amazing just to see the response because I think people really respond well when, when you're just for them and when you're encouraging them and when mm-hmm. it's not all about a performance, when it's about something higher and greater than that, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of how Rooted got going. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm that's glad awesome. you mentioned too 
pulling in other people um, alongside of you. Yeah. Um, that's one thing we we're going to ask. How did you yeah. start to develop a team of, of such great people? Yeah. So um, it, it was actually kind of easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, like, and that's all, uh, you know, it, it, like it attributed to the Lord and to how he worked kind of everything out. Um you know, being in Atlanta, it's kind of like a, an amazing place for worship, right? So there's like, there's so many churches that do worship so well. There's so many artists that have been through here, either live here now or or lived here before. And um, and so just being a part of that worship scene, it was really nice because I've, I've known, I know a lot of people who, who I know are awesome people and great players. And so when I talked to them about the idea of like starting to coach with me, it's a year one, I only had like three other people besides me doing this. And so yeah. now we have like 15 and, um, and it was kind of hard getting people initially like excited about the idea of music lessons, you know, because yeah. when you think about it as a player, you're like, Oh yeah, I really want to teach music lessons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> so I had to do a little bit of convincing across the table. Like, Hey, I promise you, this is not like anything you've ever seen before. Like it's going to be different because I had experienced other music lessons, um, companies and other music schools that I really didn't like either. And honestly, before we started Rooted, I didn't really enjoy it right. um, because it was just a kind of a weird scenario. It was like, I, I don't know, that there wasn't a whole lot of buy-in. There wasn't like a whole lot of, um, there wasn't a higher purpose above just music lessons. It was just like music lessons and that was right. it. And, and I can get on board with that. I enjoy equipping the next generation. But for us and for all of my coaches that we just have, just a different perspective on, on life and just on music in general. And I think they they wanted something more to be a part of as opposed to just, hey, we're going to teach you how to play A, C, and D. You know, like yeah. they wanted something more important too. And so the people were there. It was just a matter of convincing them to give it a try. And I let them have a lot of freedom in, in how they taught and, mm -hmm. and really let them try and dictate how, how the lesson environment was going to go. Like I gave them a platform. I gave them you know, kind of a, a framework. But from there, I just wanted them to kind of be them because the reason I chose them was because I think they're really highly engaging people. I think people love them already. I love them. And so it, it's just easy for students to get on board with what they're teaching. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's interesting too, that you talk about that kind of that jump in getting people on board that are going from playing like in bands and stuff to becoming coaches. And I think that's something that we hear a lot with, with leadership is that you go from once you kind of move up to being like a leader or the leader or whatever, you go from doing the work to just like leading and encouraging the people who are doing the work, you know? Mm -hmm. So how did, how did you make that jump from being somebody mm -hmm. that's in a band and you're like in it and you're just kind of have that freedom to do yeah. like what you kind of want to do, you know, it's a being the leader that's kind of teaching students and then bringing in other people and, and coaching mm -hmm. them up in that. So how did you make that jump from actually being the one playing to being somebody that's teaching somebody how yeah. to play? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I, I think for me, I just try to break it down. Like, like, so getting initially into teaching, it was, it was definitely a learning experience. You know, um, I, I had taught for a while before we started Rooted, so I did have some experience doing that. Um, but I, it was, it was just kind of a, a mindset shift for me. Okay. Going from kind of high level stuff, playing, playing for, you know, either passion or Christy Knuckles or Chris Tomlin or the museum, whoever it was, and, and then going to teaching, you know, seven year old how to play civil chords yeah. on piano or guitar or whatever. And it's just a mindset shift. But as far mm -hmm. as like leading our, our coaches, I really just took it as like a way, um, that I could just be a better friend and a better encourager. Cause all these people, 
our friends first. And so that, that can get weird for sure. Like in, uh, whenever you mix business with friendships, mm-hmm. you just never know how that's going to go. But I've always tried to just keep it uh, a much more encouraging um, avenue for me. Like I, I wanted to just first encourage and then second be be the person at Rooted that's getting them together. Like, I just want to be an assembler, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, get all these people together. Because even when they're together, when all these 15 people are together in the same room sometimes, they, they come up with amazing ideas and they feed off each other. Even when they're just passing each other in the hallway, like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. did you see what Tucker was doing today? Yeah, it's amazing. Like, let me show you what this person's doing. And you can kind of feed off each other. It's, it's about mm-hmm. being a part of a community. Yeah. And so what I really wanted to do from the beginning was just be an encourager and encourage their specific talents and gifts. And so um, I always try and do that, whether it's through like a card or whether it's just through um, in passing or whether it's through. So, so once a year we have these coach nights wherever we, we where we get people together and uh, we get our coaches together and we just kind of have a dinner for them. And, and we just speak into how well that they're doing, speak to like specific um you know, pluses and, you know, that, that, that they bring to the table, yeah. but also we just kind of speak overall vision for rooted and mm-hmm. kind of remind everybody what we're all doing. Um, and it, and it's in that communal piece, having everybody together is, is the piece that's, I, I feel like kind of biggest in all that, because, um, it removes the focus from me because there's nothing special about what I'm doing. It's, it's, it's really, it really is about the team aspect of what we do. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Awesome. I think no matter what area of leadership you're in that's such a huge takeaway Mm -hmm. to be that equipper and that encourager and that's really your heart behind all of this and um i love that you you guys include the word coaching specifically um in your name can you speak a little bit to that the idea of coaching versus just teaching yeah definitely i i think that was a big that was a big shift for us so rooted music we're like are we school? Are we teaching? Like coaching. And so for us, like I grew up playing sports and I always love like the feel of a coach because it feels like they're coming alongside you and they're kind of mm-hmm. helping you through the, the cliffs and valleys of, you know, am I hitting well this week? Am I not hitting well this week? You know, am I making my jump shots or not? You know, and I felt like we could really come around that idea just with, with music lessons. And because it is like that, like for me, if I have you know, at a 10 year old and music lessons, there are going to be some months where they're just on cloud nine because they're playing their favorite song and they're killing it. Or there are going to be some months where they feel like they're in a valley because they're not able to pass the song off very quickly. Or they've been working on Can't Stop the Feeling for like three months and it's just so boring. They can't get past it, you know? And it's like, it's our role as coaches just to be encouragers and, mm-hmm. and to say, hey, well, have you, let, maybe let's take a break and let's come back to this table. It, it just kind of come around, you know, different perspectives, different like, hey, can we come around this a different way to make it easier? Um, and, and just kind of be there to kind of be the guide, if you will, and less of like, a, hey, here's here's the mm-hmm. here's the musical alphabet. You know, you need to know this, you know this, you know this slapping their hand whenever their hands are like dropping, you know, whenever they're playing piano, you know, we want to be there to encourage and to equip. Um, we want to teach, but we also really want to be encouragers. Yeah, yeah. that's incredible. Where do you start in, um, you know, st- making that transition from teaching to coaching? When you when someone walks in the door, how do you start that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I think it all starts with, and this is true of any, of any business and any you know, walk of life. I think it starts with first impressions. Mm. So when people walk in, typically during the normal course of a year, they're going to see our our um, our studio assistant Emily. She's at the front desk, and so she's kind of greeting them in, in a way that I feel like is 
is different than I experienced at other at other places. It, mm-hmm. It's um, we we like she's super engaging. She's she's sweet. She's like from the get go. You're meeting somebody who's excited to see you and who's excited to help you kind of get acquainted with the area and with the teachers and with the coaches. And secondly, it has to do with the environment. So when you walk in, we want the environment to be such that um, you feel like you're at home. And that's something mm-hmm. that we've uh, that we've heard. Uh, from, from people who walk in the studio, we feel yeah. like um, they, they, they'll, they'll tell us, hey, this just feels like this kind of feels like it's peaceful, like it's home. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want because then that sets the stage for our coaches to come in and, and meet the student and and not be in this kind of chaotic you know, environment where mm-hmm. they're not sure what's going on and they're kind of scared. But we want from the get-go those first two experiences to be pretty solid and pretty serene and peaceful. Um, and then when the coach comes in, the coaches, I, I don't even have to really tell them to do this. They're just excited to meet the, the student. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just because the, the, the people that they are, they're very, um, some of them are high energy. Some of them are low energy, more like me. But uh, ultimately, we all love students. And we all um, have been in student ministry in some form or another, whether mm-hmm. it's leading worship or whether it's actually through leading like a small group mm-hmm. at a church. So, we're all we all have student experiences and we love students and so to me that that kind of sets us apart right there and so yeah. obviously when you engage with the student one-on-one you had any experience doing that you know how to like ask questions to get their personality to come out a little bit somebody yeah. who's maybe a little yeah. bit quieter you, you just know to kind of keep prying in certain areas till you get a response and and then you're like all right now now we got them talking about gi joes or talking about <laughs> fidget spinners is like yeah. that's what's going to get them going you know and yeah. then you have them and then you have their attention not only in life but just in music and i think what separates our coaches too and, and what kind of takes takes them into that role of a coach and even a mentor is um, you know some of our students just like every student you know you're walking through rough patches in life you know you're walking mm-hmm. through deaths you're walking through illnesses you're walking through a lot of things and some of our coaches have been um, honestly like small group leaders for mm-hmm. for these students wow. in a one-on-one format um, some of them uh, I, oh I, I was having this talk with um, one of our coaches just the other week and and she was telling me she's like I don't even think you really know like how much like our students tell us and what even like level of connection we have with our students because you're not even seeing everything like I've had some students confide in me and not in a weird or bad way but just like like kind of trust me you know and um and and they love that connect that time to connect each week and just to share parts of their day and um and even the parents talk to me about it and they love how much our coaches are willing to listen um and, and to, to those aspects of life because it's not always going to be about music every lesson sometimes it is about life and sometimes it is hey i'm going through this like and 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 the coaches just listen and they're not always trying to like hey you need to do this this and this you know mm-hmm. to, to make it better they're just kind of listening and absorbing and yeah. and they're being there for them and so and and more than the students even the parents i've seen they, they really love that yeah yeah well, i think that's huge too just like the the emphasis the off put on coaching apart from teaching you know that that's like that's the fruit of that almost Mm -hmm. is that you build that relationship apart from like okay you did all these things right now you can kind of graduate to the next class or the next thing or whatever you know that you've you've built up those things with that vision of like this is more than just about teaching you how to play like a song or whatever this is ultimately about rounding you out as a person Mm -hmm. that's awesome Mm -hmm. i think that's huge totally totally yeah we I, i think we want 
um, we, we want well-rounded students in terms of musicality, but mm-hmm. also in terms of just perspective, like we talked about yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um, and that's where the coaching feeds into that big time because yeah. it's, it's not about um, how amazing you sound at the performance, even though it kind of is. Like it's, yeah. It is about that, but it's yeah. also more so about your perspective and how you approach mm-hmm. a, a performance, you know, and yeah. it's not if you mess up, you know, that it doesn't define who you are. It doesn't, mm. it doesn't define how we feel about you and much less how God feels about you. Yeah. You know, like yeah. these yeah. are important to help you get better at music, but they have their place, you know, yeah. and that's where the coaching yeah. kind of comes in big. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Cool. And that. You know, you mentioned your studio feel like home and, yeah. and being amazing. And it really is. <laughs> so, yeah, this is yeah. That was our first impression too, is, as we walked in. So it's you cool. guys are, are doing that so well. Yeah. Um, what was it like? Cause I know your story is kind of, like you said at the beginning, there was this kind of big dream that got on your heart and you were stepping into the unknown. Um, for maybe leaders out there who feel like there's a big dream or mm-hmm. something that's big in front of them, yeah. uh, what was it like to kind of take that step and step into the unknown? And what would you say to maybe a leader who has a, a big dream in front of them? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think for us, for my wife and I, it was uh, it was definitely scary. Um like my wife is much more analytical and so she sees all the steps that need to happen before mm-hmm. something actually happens and so <laughs> that leads her to be less of a dreamer and I don't see all those steps and so I, I'm, I'm just thinking hey this would be amazing to start this school mm-hmm. to be free and easy <laughs> you know <laughs> kind of thing um, but still there were there were a lot of points where it was a little bit scary because mm-hmm. um, I basically went from the only thing I'd ever done like playing in bands to really stepping into nothing that I was there at that point in time when we were about to have a child. And so for me, it was really humbling because I would, I would be at home certain days and, and my wife would be going off to teach when she's like 40 weeks pregnant and I'm feeling like a loser sitting on the couch, you know, like waiting to teach just a few lessons here in the middle of May or whatever. Um, and so there is a lot of humility uh, when you're a leader and when you're about to take something on and even in the beginning stages, because, um, the, the fact of the matter is, is whenever you start something, uh, it doesn't happen quickly, typically. There's a lot mm-hmm. of um, work and a lot of front-end work that has to happen just to make something even a potential to happen. And then even when it starts, then you're, you're still working from the ground up. And so I'd say for, for leaders who have a dream, I'd say put a lot of front-end work, put a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, we Even though we didn't know it at the time, I feel like we were dreaming and planning for this for like 8 or 12 months. Um, and we didn't even really know what was going to happen on the other side of that. We just knew that that's that that we had this dream, we had this thought, and so we we kept thinking, we kept planning, we kept you know idealizing what what it would be like if this happened. Second thing is we also had people around us, mm-hmm. and so having people around you, as you guys know, is huge just to kind of steer you. And so we had probably three, four, five adults who um, who you know are probably 15, 20 years down the road from us who'd been in those scenarios before and who really um, not only spoke life into us but just gave us some practical heads ups you know like mm-hmm. hey you might want to think through this you want to do this you want to yeah. think through this mm-hmm. I remember one one conversation with a guy um, at um, we were at IHOP and um, it was before Rooted started it was before I even started offering lessons that led to Rooted and he was and I, I was telling him what I was going to do and um, he was like man I really see this kind of being a business that you guys are going to be able to lean on down the road. Like I see this developing into something pretty amazing. And he had this vision that I didn't didn't even really have yet. And he was kind of the reason why I got really excited about even teaching lessons and about the idea of this, because he kind of put God through him, put like 
the dream in mind. So yeah. I'd say having people around you is massive because they can speak life into you and kind of, mm. um, this, this word's a little weird, but like, like prophesy and that not in that, not in a weird sense of the term, but like, just kind of give you a glimpse into where you could be mm. it, because you're not even seeing it. A lot of times yeah. the wool is pulled over our eyes because we're so focused in the here and now, mm. but other people who are outside the, the situation can have some amazing perspective. And that was massive for me. That gave me a lot of, um, it helped me put a lot of weight to the situation I was walking into. And I think that's why things worked out, you, you know, as well as they did, because yeah. I was putting a lot of intentionality and weight into the situation as opposed to just, oh, I'm going to teach some lessons just to get through this time where I'm not sure what I'm going to do. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, and so having people around you um, planning and preparing, but also just being free to, to dream and, and to think about what those ideals are. Um, I, I, I say that because... I think when three years down the road after you've dreamed amazing dreams, you're going to look back and you're going to think most of those dreams I, I've probably already accomplished. Yeah. Um, that's the way the Lord works. I feel like he, he kind of gives us what we need in the moment. And so um, I remember the first year thinking, man, it'd just be amazing if we could do this and we could do this. And I'm looking back right now and, and my, my greatest imaginations for Rooted were already there. You know, it's three, mm-hmm. three or four years in, and, and it's like I, I'm sure God's just look like thinking that what what small goals you have, like you don't even know what I have for you yet, and so that that's why I say like dream because I I, I think I think it's incredible what the Lord can do in just a short amount of time, and it, that can even bolster your faith and your confidence in the Lord more to to dream those, look back in a few years and see what He's already done. Yeah, yeah. thanks for that, that's man. Awesome. I love that you mentioned, you know, bringing other people alongside and asking them because that's really the heart behind this whole podcast yeah. is to meet with people who have been down some of those roads and encourage leaders to go out and ask these questions mm-hmm. and bring other people on on the journey. And so thank you for being one of those that just uh, can speak to us and, you know, explain so much of that because I think that's huge for anyone stepping into leadership. So, yeah, it's my pleasure. And, yeah, we just appreciate yeah. it so much. We love your story and uh, we love how God's using you in a huge way. Yeah. yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, I loved man. it. Awesome. So is there, uh, if someone does want to connect with you more or get more involved and maybe is interested in music coaching, mm-hmm. um, how does someone do that? Yeah, yeah. So um, so we have a space in Alpharetta um, called Rooted Music Coaching, and uh, we're located kind of at Wills Road and Highway 9 in Alpharetta, just off 400, um, right in the middle, just a little bit south of downtown Alpharetta. And um, if you want to connect with us there, you can go to our uh, Instagram, which is just Instagram.com slash Rooted Music Coaching, or Facebook, same thing, Facebook.com slash Rooted Music Coaching. And our website is just RootedMusicCoaching.com. And if you go there, you can see what we offer. Uh, We offer all the kind of modern instruments as well as voice. Um, And then we also have some online products that that we're um, utilizing right now. We have an online piano course that that basically takes a student from zero to one year um, in terms of piano lessons. And then we're working on some guitar curriculum right now as well that we're going to be putting out in the next couple months um, and trying to kind of keep keep pushing the the walls on that. Yeah, Yeah. man. I love what you're doing. Now, I have no musical ability whatsoever. (laughs) I can barely spell music, so can you even help someone like me? Totally, totally. That's what we do, man. (laughs) 